All right, we have Oliver here, and this time Oliver is going to ask me a question. Can you tell me what your question is, Oliver? Why do people hunt? Why do people hunt? Well, because they like to eat meat. Do you eat meat? Yeah, you do? I eat duck. You eat duck? <laughs> My mother, I hoarded all the ducks, and then the duck travel got all over me. <laughs> oh my goodness. So I had to take a bath. <laughs> take a bath? Actually, wow. the duck meat got, got it all over me. Hmm. Well, that's why people hunt, because animals are yummy to eat. <laughs> oh. But yeah, I hope I answered your question. One, two. Let's sit down and talk about your story. I'll show you that you're far from boring. Life's a whole lot better when you share with someone that cares. This is Happy Talks. Hey, you guys. Welcome to Happy Talks. This is Erin. And Brooke. Yes. Oh, I'm so excited, you guys. Okay, so short little introduction. Brooke is my discipleship group leader. Like, she's just, she's leading everybody. (laughs) She's just super strong, powerful, amazing woman of God. Uh, I admire her so much. And so I feel like this is such like a privilege and an honor to be able to interview her. You can't see, but I'm blushing. I've got to hype her up a little bit, you guys. And some super, super exciting news. She just got engaged. Oh, my goodness. I can... Uh, I mean, I, I was going to say I can barely believe it, but no, I totally like <laughs> saw this coming. Like, uh, But super excited for her. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to let her take it away and tell you about herself. So go ahead, Brooke. Awesome. Well, I feel like I just now have a lot to live up to, so I hope, <laughs> I, don't, hope I don't disappoint. I'm apparently just like the best person ever, so got to prove that. So. <laughs> Thanks, Erin. You're um, welcome. So I guess I'll start early on um (laughs) i am an identical twin which is pretty interesting to most people it's very normal to me but pretty interesting um so i was (laughs) born at a very young age just kidding (laughs) (laughs) um so i'm a twin um i grew up in memphis or a suburb of memphis people like to roast me for saying i'm from memphis when i'm actually from cordova but you know it's the same thing to me (laughs) um but i grew up in memphis um with uh i lived with my twin sister brennan and then our parents and they are wonderful i love them a lot um and so how old are you your twin um we are 24. okay so yeah um and then let's see i was homeschooled all growing up or all the way through school and so that was good um i enjoyed that i danced like most of growing up and up through high school and everything okay quick question Uh did you did so you say you enjoyed being homeschooled Uh did you ever feel like you missed out on anything in probably like ninth to tenth grade i went through a rebellious stage where i was like this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me i demand (laughs) to go to school and that was just awesome honestly mostly because of like insecurity and like it Mm. seemed weird and not normal and whatever to be homeschooled and i was like i just want to be like everybody else but realistically (laughs) i actually liked it and enjoyed it and i think it gave me good discipline and i didn't just it wasn't just like me sitting at home we did a lot of what's called co-op classes and so Mm -hmm. we would go to class twice a week and then like we had teachers and turned in homework and whatever so Mm -hmm. it wasn't like just sitting at home all the time and so really i basically had almost like a private school experience except for i was homeschooled so (laughs) i i did like it and i think i 
got a good education that way or whatever. Yeah. So who did mo- who covered most of your education? Mom, dad, um, both? my mom stayed home with us, but it was pretty much all through classes. So okay. we like every subject we took like Tuesdays and Thursdays we would take classes, and so um, it's she would like follow up with us or whatever. But it was mainly like those teachers, and so. Um, I enjoyed that. Um, well, I enjoyed that for the most part. <laughs> There's times that it was boring and whatever, but um, I did like dance and it, it really involved in church and stuff through all that. So I had that social interaction and whatever. So I wasn't just sitting at home. Um, but I did grow up in church, which is I'm really thankful for. Um, when I was eight, my parents sat down with my sister and me and um, like just, I think it was after church one night. I want to say it was on a Sunday, but um, just kind of really explained the gospel to us and like, all that we had been hearing all our life, but like actually said like, okay, this is what this means. And this is what this means. Like, do you want to accept this and whatever? And so mm-hmm. got saved when I was eight and just continued in church and whatever. I was always super involved and loved my youth group in high school and everything, especially, I think that was probably one of the more formative times of figuring out like, okay, this is something that I'm choosing to do for myself. This is not just something that like I'm in this because my parents make me come. Cause it, right. like my parents did make me go, but it, it wasn't, I never fought it. Like it wasn't like mm-hmm. a, like it was a requirement, but I never minded. And so yeah. I think in high school is when I was kind of like, oh yeah, this is something that I really want to do. Not just cause I have to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that pretty much covers high school. I danced up until up through sophomore year of high school. And then what I type of dance everything everything tap, tap and nice. jazz and acro and ballet and i wasn't like great but i started <laughs> i did like i danced at like a kind of just for fun studio up yeah. until um freshman year of high school and then i started competing and stuff in another studio mm. freshman and sophomore year and so i improved a lot during that time but i yeah. wasn't i was never like great um, but like i was fine like i was good but yeah. not like i wasn't like i feel like i make it sound like i was just like i was a dancer <laughs> i wasn't, I wasn't like, great um but um and so i did that and then i got injured sophomore year mm. and then had to stop and i really thought my world ended like i was like this is the worst <laughs> thing that's ever happened i sobbed and sobbed and sobbed and i was like what am i gonna do this is the only thing i'm good at <laughs> and then you know what i turned out just fine <laughs> So, that was that felt so traumatic to me in the moment but um it was definitely for the best and so um then off from high school i went to um so my sister and i brennan is my twin um we decided because we were twins and we were homeschooled we had always been together all of our lives and so we were like for college we're going somewhere separate we're not the kind of twins that are like joined at the hip that's great for people that are but we're just not that way (laughs) um and so we get tired of each other and we just have different interests and whatever and so we decided we were going to separate schools wanted to be separate like set ourselves apart whatever and so um we both were looking at similar types of schools, but um, she had decided pretty early on that she wanted to go to Mississippi College. And so I never even considered it as an option. And then I decided on, I went to Union University freshman year and I, I had pretty much said before I even visited or anything, I just kind of like knew that's where I wanted to go because really because it was an hour from home and I had an apart, apartment style dorms and you didn't have to share room with people. And I was like, this is amazing. Um, there are other reasons too, but that was the main thing. And so, and um, Brendan already decided on MC. So I was like, I'm not going to do that. And so um, we went there and then I realized that Union is a really, really, really great school, but it was just not for me. I did not like it. Um, and then I would go visit Brendan at MC and I was like, oh, this is really cool. I like these people. And so sophomore year I transferred there and everyone's like, oh, that's so cute. Y'all missed each other. Like y'all want to be together. And it was not that at all. We, I I don't want to go there because of her, but it ended up being really good. I think that we became a lot better friends during college because we weren't together all the time. Yeah. We were able to like, I guess probably miss each other a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so, and it was nice transferring too, because she had already established herself, had her friends, had her like groups and whatever. And so I got to come in completely separate from her. And so obviously people knew me like as her sister, but it was very, um, 
like separate and I got to like, I went to a different church and I was in a, we had tribes instead of sororities. (laughs) So I was in a different tribe and Mm -hmm. everything was just separate, but we still got to be together when we wanted to be. And so that was good. Right. Um, so that's how you came to Mississippi then. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I came here to go to Mississippi. I transferred in 2016. So I've been here since. So, um, trying to think if there's anything important I'm leaving out of that I don't think so I haven't lived a very exciting life (laughs) did you like when did you start going to foundry was Mm -hmm. it like when you came to MC Mm -hmm. or is it like a little while after that no so I went um I visited around a couple churches um my soft so first semester of sophomore year and then I got like stuck with one throughout all of college and then second semester of senior year of college I started feeling like I, I don't think it's where I'm supposed to be anymore it's been great but like I feel like God's kind of leading me somewhere else mm-hmm. but I was in this weird thing of I thought that I was going to move back to Memphis after I graduated at that point and mm-hmm. so um I was like I don't really want to like go get involved somewhere else and then leave after four months but I also don't want to hop around churches during this time like this whole next four months and I don't want to just like like I just didn't know what to do and mm-hmm. I was like should I just stay where I am and stay involved or what and so I was like talking to people about it and trying to figure it out um and I kind of just decided to go to the church that Brendan went to just because I like I knew it was solid and whatever and I was like I'll just go there um but I mean it was great I just I, I didn't really have any opinions on it but then I had lunch with Haley Williams mm-hmm. um during all this time and um I I uh, was just talking to her about these like concerns or whatever, trying to figure out what I was going to do. And that night we went to lunch on a Friday and that night she was having a foundry game night at her house. She's like, I go to this really cool, like little church plant. Like you should come visit um, or not come visit. She's like, we're having a game night tonight and you should come. And I was like, Oh yeah, sure. Maybe. But at this point in life, I was so like shy and quiet and <laughs> reserved and like would not go to somewhere if I didn't know like five people there, like it was going with someone. And so I was like, yeah, sure. Maybe knowing full well that I was not going to go. Mm-hmm. But then I went home and I was thinking about it. And like, I guess I had class after that or something. I don't remember what I did that day. I was like, you know what, what's going to hurt if it's awkward, I'm just going to go and leave. And like, it doesn't matter. Like I'll say hey to Haley and then I'll leave. But then I got there and I was like, okay, this is kind of fun. These people are cool. All right. I like this. And so <laughs> then I went that following Sunday. That was a Friday. I went that following Sunday with Haley and I was like, okay, this is cool. And then after that, Haley was out of town. And again, at that point I was so shy that I was like, not really shy, but just very reserved and like mm-hmm. just quiet and whatever. Um, and so I would never have gone, like gone to a new small church by myself, but it was like, you know what, I'm just going to go. And so from then on, I just kept going. And then I got involved really quick. And, um, so to answer your question, I started second semester of senior year of college, which was yes. 2019, January 20 or February, 2019. Um, but I just kind of hopped in and decided like, it was very clearly like the Lord yeah. where he wanted me to be and just random circumstances that, um, brought me there. But yeah, it was really, it was really cool. Definitely. Thankful and to be here. Do you feel like you're being called to ministry because yes. you're in like, sorry, your job. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> Admissions. Admissions. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 Okay, cool. Yeah. Kind of explain like what yeah. you do. Yeah. And- yeah. So I work at Wesley Biblical Seminary um, and I am the director of admissions there. Um, so I pretty much just help people get through the application process and get into school and get their transcripts and all that kind of stuff. And um, so it's cool ministry wise because it's not really actively doing ministry, but you're helping equip people who are going to do ministry, which is really cool. Um, and so it's it's just a special kind of work, I think. And so I really enjoy that. Um, I get to work with awesome people and everyone that like all my coworkers are awesome. All the students that I'm working with are awesome. And so it's just a really great thing. I worked at um, uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield doing insurance customer service for a year before I was at WBS. And that was, let me tell you, absolutely miserable. <laughs> like that, that company is great. Like they, they really treat their employees well and whatever, but 
customer service for insurance is the worst thing that you could possibly do in my opinion. (laughs) So, and I started in March of 2020 and two weeks later is when everything happened with COVID. And so we worked from home for the whole entire year that I was there. Like I went into the office probably six times before we got sent home. So I was always working from home, doing a job Mm. that was not fun where you get yelled at or whatever. And so Mm. it was like, it was an objectively good job. Like everyone that I worked with was great, but just what you actually had to do was terrible. And so I had a good experience. I just, that was not the job for me. And so that makes me even more thankful now for what I'm doing and for the fact that I enjoy, you like the people I get to talk to. I get to call people with good news instead of bad news. And that's just so nice. (laughs) nice. The first like probably month and a half that I worked at uh, the seminary, I would get so nervous every time I make a call. And I was like, why am I nervous? Like I'm telling them they're getting a scholarship or I'm telling them like they got accepted, but I would get nervous. And it's because I'd, anytime I had to make an like call out to someone at uh, Blue Cross, it was always bad. Like it was like, oh, <laughs> this claim got denied or something. And then they would be mad. But then I was like, I get to give good news. And so that was a weird shift, but yeah. yeah. So and are you taking any classes right now mm-hmm. at Wesley Seminary? I am. I started, so I started at the seminary in January and then I started taking classes this summer. And so I guess in May. Um, so I took two classes over the summer. I just finished my second one and then classes start this coming week tomorrow, actually. <laughs> um, and so I'll be taking two more this fall. And so that's been really, really great. I'm awesome. thankful to get to do that. And do you have an idea of like what you're shooting for, like a certain degree or? Yeah, I'll get the Master of Arts in Christian Studies, which is kind of our like general, like in like because we have stuff for like chaplaincy or for being a pastor or whatever, but this is just kind of the more broad one. And so, yeah. Oh, cool. Awesome. Okay, so this might be like a big question. Uh-huh. So, okay, I'm ready. Brace yourself. Like, all right, so, um, like, are there. Have there been any like really big, significant moments in your life that have shaped you into who you are today? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think kind of just thinking like spiritually, whatever. I think like high school was a big time of like, like I said, like figuring out that this is what I want and whatever. But I think college, I learned to like, I guess just depend on the Lord in a new way. And then especially with the way that like God brought me to Foundry, I think I've just gotten to see how he leads very practically. Like mm. I was here and now I'm there and you know, I don't know. <laughs> and so I think it's been a lot of moments kind of like that. It's less of like events, but it's more of just like kind of gradual processes and seeing like seeing the, the way that like it works out when you actually follow the Lord and yeah. the ways that you submit to that. And so I don't know if that really answers your question. But <laughs> no, it's good. Like I've, I've really noticed how like being at Foundry and just in general, like community really transforms people. Mm-hmm in like ways that like you just don't expect yeah and i don't know like i've noticed i feel like it's made like people stronger like personality wise Mm -hmm. character wise and you wouldn't think so like Mm -hmm. being surrounded by so many other people Mm -hmm. like part of you would think like maybe they'll just blend into the crowd but it seems like the more people like gather together it's like the stronger individual like their characters Mm -hmm. like become and i've been just blown away yeah so like i don't know like whenever i walk into church like i don't feel like i'm looking at at a dozen of the same people Mm -hmm. i feel like i'm looking at like a different person with like different strengths like everywhere Mm -hmm. yeah and i don't know it's it's a good experience yeah Yeah. (laughs) i've learned anything this probably past year it's how much we are created for community and that's Mm -hmm. something like i kind of probably knew in my head but i'd never put words to that or really realized that Mm -hmm. but especially like I feel like a lot of people around me have been talking about this idea and sermons and at the seminary or whatever, but <laughs> just the fact that like 
God himself in his nature is relational because of the Trinity. And when Mm. we're made in the image of God, like we are made to have those relationships too. And so like we need each other. And that's something that's easy to forget, especially if you're like more introverted or if like you are annoyed with people, like I just get tired of being with people sometimes, but um, (laughs) like we need that. And we like have to have that to be healthy and to do things well. And so, I don't know. I feel like I've learned that a lot. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to talk about your... Your sweet, handsome beau. I can do that for sure. <laughs> so you met him at Boundary, I did. actually. I did. And so, yeah, kind of tell people how that went. Yeah. Like, because you've never dated anyone before him, right? Right. Yeah. I've but. not been in a relationship before this one. <laughs> and so. now you're engaged. Now I'm engaged. <laughs> yeah. So um, my fiance's name is Mason. He is wonderful, of course. Um, so he actually moved here from New Jersey at the very end of December. Mm. Um, so I met him. I saw him for the first time on New Year's Eve and did not speak to him. Didn't know him. Didn't know anything <laughs> about him. Um, when I, um, and so uh, met, I think, I think when I actually met, so he, for people that don't know every detail about him, <laughs> like, um, Mason moved here from New Jersey to go to seminary at the seminary that I work at. Um, but he lives with my pastor who also works at the seminary and is the pastor of Foundry. And so Mason, I met him like really kind of through Foundry, but also just through, through living in his house and also through going to the seminary. So we had a lot of connections. Um, but so he moved here. Um, and then I probably officially met him a couple days into January. Um, and then I never really thought much about him. He didn't really think much about me. And then he decided that he was like going to start dating. He, he wanted to wait a while so he could, you know, get, in, get really get into community, get to know people well before he really started dating and whatever. Um, and so in that time, apparently he'd been thinking about me. <laughs> um, so he moved to here in January, but he knew that he didn't want to date anyone until March. Um, and so... Um, I noticed that he was like around the seminary more or whatever, but I didn't think anything of it. Like everything just went over my head. <laughs> so he was like coming to my office and talking to me. And I was like, this guy's nice. Like that's all I thought about. But really he was trying to like, see if we could have good conversations and see like if we got along well or whatever. And apparently we did. So um, he uh, asked me on our first date at the end of February and we went the first week of March. And from like, I... I did hear through the grapevine that he was going to ask me out before he actually did <laughs> a couple days. And so I kind of had gotten used to the idea and I was like, okay, I, he's solid. Um, and so I had started thinking about him more cause I just not like, I knew that he was great, but I just didn't really think about him that way. Um, and so I started getting used to it and he was like, wow, oh, okay, this will be good. I don't know if this will go anywhere, but like, this is, that's what I kept telling my friends. Like, I don't know if anything's going to come with this, but it'll be fun. If nothing else, like, we'll have a good time. We'll be friends, whatever. So that was kind of the mindset I had going in. And then we went on our first date and then I was like, oh, okay, wait. Yeah, I really, I can see myself really liking this boy. Um, and so we went on our second date, I think two or three days later. And then after that, I was like, oh yeah, mm-hmm, he is great. He is wonderful. I like him a lot. Um, and so from there, that was a little over five months ago now and then these last five months have just been wonderful Mm. and he is just the best ever he's um in seminary trying to become pastor which Mm -hmm. he will do and he leads at church and he um works at a health store (laughs) making me be healthy (laughs) so he's not making me but he's encouraged he uh, helps me to be healthy yeah which Um, is good (laughs) yeah it is good it's good um but yeah he's just great and so we had been Everything moves a little quick for us, which I think is fine. I think it's great. But I mean, like you said from the very beginning that like he was very intentional. Oh, absolutely. And I think also because I hadn't 
dated before I very, and I'm 24. So it's not like old, but that's old to like not have been in a relationship. Um, and so I think because of that, I just very much knew what I was looking for mm-hmm. and I knew what was important to me and what wasn't and kind of what my priorities were. Um, and so I think that helped so much because when I found what I was looking for, I knew it, I was mm-hmm. able to recognize it. And so, um, but yeah, he was super intentional from the beginning, asked a lot of good questions, like led really well. And so, um, we we knew pretty like we were pretty sure pretty early on like i think we'll probably get married but we made ourselves wait till three months to talk about it to actually talk about it because i being like me being the girl that i am like if i talked about it i'll be like oh yeah we need to get married tomorrow and so that wasn't good i knew that we couldn't do that so uh three months in it's like we're like okay yeah i think that we're gonna do this we need to make sure other people on board and so that's it again where community comes in big time is like if we just decided that that's what we should do then it could have been based on emotion or we could have been wrong or whatever but mm-hmm. everyone around us was affirming it and yeah. thinking it thought it was a good thing and so we had intentionally tried to keep a lot of people involved and not like do things on our own or just mm-hmm. always go off and be by ourselves and whatever but we, right. we tried to bring a lot of other people in and so um probably about a month ago he went and talked to my parents and I knew when he was doing that and so I knew like it was kind of coming um but it went really well and we we got to spend a a good bit of time with each other's families in the last like month and a half or two months his family came and visited which was really great and so I got to meet them in person and he got to meet my family and everything and so then a week and a day ago he decided he was gonna ask me to marry him and so (laughs) that was really great it was a really sweet really sweet day um and so now we're just really excited planning yeah. a wedding which is fun but also so stressful mm-hmm. but really really fun and special so yes so can you tell me like what you love the most about y'all's relationship mm-hmm. and like just why you want to marry him yeah. oh Ooh. for sure for <laughs> sure um i think from the very beginning what we knew was most important to us of why we'd want to marry anyone is because we would believe that we could do ministry better together than we could do it apart like mm-hmm. they do it on our own and so that was the mindset that we had going in and so I've always loved just the heart that he has for people and his discipline and his just love for the Lord and his passion for that and so um I knew from the beginning even if I like even before I knew that I would date him or marry him or whatever like I just knew that he was solid that he loved the Lord that he was going to serve him that he um cared about people and so there's just so many ways that I saw that but that was the number one thing that attracted me to him and made me want because even before I thought about him like I knew that he was solid and awesome and whatever and so yeah. I think the thing I like most about our relationship is just that that has been the priority um mm-hmm. and so not that we always do that perfectly but it just from the, I think it also helped that in the beginning, we both didn't like have big crushes on each other. Like it was, it did not start off on an emotional, like, oh, I like you so much. Like it was just like, okay, we're both solid people. Like maybe this could, or like we both viewed each other as solid yeah, people. Yeah, y'all approached it very logically. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I think that was good. Um, I forgot where I was going with that. Uh, like, no, I, I really love that because yeah. like I feel like so many people are just driven by their emotions. Right. Yes. And Honestly, like, I don't trust my emotions oh, a whole no, lot. absolutely like, not. Mm-mm, yeah. Heart is deceitful above all things. Exactly. And so whenever I have strong yeah. emotions, they freak me out. Yeah, so yeah exactly. <laughs> I usually approach things from a logical side as yeah. well. <laughs> yeah. So I think I think that's my favorite thing. It's just that that's been our priority, even when we haven't done it perfectly, like, we come back to that. And so, mm-hmm. um, and just, like, getting to serve, the fact that we're at the same church and get to serve together and work on stuff together and, mm-hmm. um yeah i think all that is just really special obviously there's a million like mushy things that yeah. I have too, but like <laughs> practically like those are the, the the most important things and so especially looking towards the future like we're hoping to start doing college ministry together and things like that and so the fact that we get to partner in that i think i guess a succinct answer to that question is <laughs> the fact that we get to be partners in ministry together is my yeah. favorite thing um and just the most important and that's why we want to marry each other um, yeah 
other than just like, I'm so in love, which we are, but like, <laughs> that's not what's most important. So no, I, I absolutely love that. Oh, so can you give our listeners like any words of wisdom? It could be mm-hmm. something that you live by or mm-hmm. just like maybe a phrase you really yeah. love. Mm-hmm. It's like anything. Yeah. Ooh, this is good. I'll start with, because we're talking about relationships, I, I have... I you can give two. <laughs> you can give two. One can be relationship, one okay. can be just life. Yes, okay, awesome. Um, I think, especially from my experience now, that I, I've been talking to a good number of girls lately just about relationships or whatever, and how much just... I don't want anyone to settle for anything like, Amen. like yes. and not and yes. I think a lot of times when people think of settling they're like I want him to just make me feel so special and whatever but mm. not settling in the sense of finding someone who is going to make you better and make, uh, partner with you and yeah. all of that like all of the things that actually matter and not just how they make you feel right and also like don't settle for someone that's going to make you feel like crap but, so, yeah. <laughs> but that's not really my point um, I don't see why anyone would ever do that but um <laughs> I don't know. I just think after experience, also do just don't date. That's my advice. (laughs) Just don't date. (laughs) Like until like you actually know, I've heard the advice lately that you shouldn't date someone until you could get practically get married in the next 18 months. Hmm. And so, which that's not like law, but like, I don't know. I just think things like that are a good rule of thumb because because I didn't date, like I said, like I knew what I was looking for. And not that I think that dating is bad. (laughs) The way that I did things is not the only way to do them. But I think that there is a lot of value in that in just actually really getting to know people and not letting things just be run by your emotions. And so, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. That was a lot of words. I don't know what the exact uh, word of wisdom there was. But I just get, get fired up about that. That's um, okay. <laughs> so I'm trying to think of what kind of a general one would be. Um, I think really just valuing people over other things. Cause I think even when we got, get caught up in the things that we need to do, those things that we need to do are actually for other people typically. Mm-hmm. And so when we're putting people like, on the back burner to get our stuff done, which I, I go through, I am just a very extreme person. So I'm either, I'm on just all or nothing about most things. And so I'm either like, Oh, I have to prioritize people all the time and get lunch and dinner and coffee and blah, blah, blah. Or I'm like, okay, I have to get everything done. I don't have time for anyone else. I don't have time to do this. I have to go get Mm -hmm. my stuff done. And I don't have an in-between. Most people probably balance a little bit better than me. (laughs) But um, when I get in those zones of, I don't have time for anybody. I just need to get my stuff done. The things that I'm doing are typically for other people. Like I'm either working Mm -hmm. on class stuff, which will help me minister to people, or I'm working on stuff for church, which will serve other people, you know? (laughs) But if I'm doing that and not loving people, then like, I'm missing out. Yeah, Yeah. I'm missing it. Um, And so just back to the idea of being creative for community, like, we we need each other and mm-hmm. so so invest in each other basically yeah, exactly yeah. and yeah make time for people and uh, the last couple months I've not done that well and I've seen the like effects that it's had on me and on the other people and mm-hmm. just like on everything and so I'm relearning that right now and so yeah yeah I feel I feel like that's something like everyone kind of goes through like yeah here and there the <laughs> new thing comes into their life mm-hmm. and they're like okay oh, hey, yeah. wait we have to reorganize yeah, exactly. <laughs> to figure out how this is supposed to yeah. work yeah uh, but then you do. You get it yeah. all settled. You uh-huh. have a new schedule, and yeah. it works. That's what I just did before this. Is Mason and I sat down and like time blocked out my time. <laughs> so I was like, I don't because I had gone because I'd been like kind of relearning this. I'd gone into I shouldn't hang out with people every night and all this stuff, and then I wasn't getting anything done. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> I made a good solid plan of uh, which I just thrive off of schedules. I don't stick to them very well, but I can make a schedule, man. <laughs> I can make it hourly, like whatever. I'm good at that, but I'm not good at following it. But anyway, so I think it is important to just prioritize both things and balance that. Yeah. Don't let people slip. Yeah. 
And like, so with, um, with making schedules and all of that, like mm-hmm. to me personally, mm-hmm. I like to have a plan, mm-hmm. but like making plans stresses me out. Mm-hmm. Like, so what would you, what is a go-to stress reliever for you? And it can be multiple things. Yeah. Hmm. Like whenever you get overwhelmed and you yeah. need a breather, like yeah. what helps you? Yeah. What I actually do is shut down and don't think about anything. That is not helpful. I, I have this really bad habit of just sitting and staring at the wall. And I don't realize that I'm doing it until I've done it for 45 minutes. Like, what am I doing? So that's what I do, but not what I should do. So I'm trying to think of what is a good. The other day, I was really stressed out about things that were not that big of a deal. And I just called like FaceTime Brennan, my sister. And then I was like, I just need to vent about this. I know this isn't a big deal. And then I'll get it out of the system. And that actually really worked. And so probably I think really... I'm definitely extroverted. So I think spending time with people is usually how I calm, like calm stress and everything else, but not talking about that stuff when I have to kind of shut it off and then just like go Mm -hmm. do something else. And so I think really just spending quality time with people is probably my best kind of wind down. Like, okay, I don't need to be anxious right now. Yeah. So you sound like you're a little bit of a verbal processor as well. Like once you talk about it Mm -hmm. and get it out in the air, like you can leave it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. I definitely understand that. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much. I feel like we got like a lot of information. Yeah, I talk really and... fast. So no, I, I don't. Like, I don't mind. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. Oh, well, so... I'm honored to be here. Thank you, Erin. Oh, I'm so I'm so <laughs> thrilled that we were able to do this. Yeah. I've been wanting to do this yes. with you for so long, yeah. and finally made time finally for it. it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, is there any last thing you want to say? You don't have to. Hmm. Let's see. I probably got something cooking up there. <laughs> um. I don't know. Maybe not. That is okay. So. I'm not hype. Aaron hyped me up, so I'm gonna hype Aaron up. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> I've, lo- I've just loved the way that you've done this podcast and the Aww. way that you've gotten to just encourage other people and value their <laughs> stories and just show people how much you care about them and that mm. how important they are. I think that's so, especially right now. I feel like most people are so insecure, mm. and the, me too. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think you just have such a gift for encouraging other people and for mm-hmm. prioritizing them and making them feel seen and known and loved and. Um, if you if you don't know Erin in, in real life, like you don't know the joy that you get just from seeing her, like walking to a room and like Erin hugging you is the best thing that could ever happen to you. And so there's a plug to come to Foundry. If you yeah. don't already, you can see Erin and she'll give you a hug and it'll be wonderful. So it's true. I do. Yeah. I do give hugs yeah. a lot. So, I, lo- I love people. Yeah. So I just love Erin and I'm thankful for her and Aww. she's the best. Oh, I'm so thankful for you. Like I'm not even kidding. Like, oh. <sighs> you're such an inspiration so thank you thank you thank you again yeah. i'm gonna be so sad when our discipleship group ends uh-huh. because because then we won't be friends anymore <laughs> <laughs> i so hope that's not true i'll never speak to you again i'm gonna have to be like i'm married now bye yeah. <laughs> oh no <laughs> oh my gosh please don't do that i won't do that i promise <laughs> I will not. Uh, no, I mean, like, I do know lots of married <laughs> couples that kind of yeah. just disappear we after they get married. But I don't know. You and you and Mason are, like, so, like, such active mm-hmm. servants of God. And, like, so I can't I can't see y'all yeah. disappearing. We will not disappear. <laughs> y'all won't be able to get rid of us that easy. We wish. <laughs> we're, we're actually stuck with you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we thought this would get rid of yeah. y'all, but it's no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, my gosh. Well, we love you guys. I'm so glad that y'all listen into this but i'm about to hang out with just brooke and the rest of my discipleship get out of here yeah so go about your days or mornings (laughs) or nights or whatever and thanks for tuning in yeah bye